My name is John Denton. I'm the pastor serving here at Grace, and we just love our church family. I see you guys are taking to the name tags. Yeah, someone said we're the friendliest church, and you know what happened? I looked at him and said, I don't even know your name. It happened. Yeah, so now we have name tags so we can be a really friendly church that also knows each other's names. Uh, it is a helpful thing to have, so I appreciate all of you playing along, grabbing a name tag. If you're new here, I want to say a special welcome to you. Welcome to our church family. Uh, we are entering into the Lenten season. We had Ash Wednesday services on Wednesday, which were beautiful. Purple is the color of the season, as you can see. And we have so much going on. We do have a Linton devotional for all of you at church, so feel free to grab one of these. They're in the back with the ushers. So as you leave church today, grab a Linton devotional. That's our gift to you to help bring you into the season of Lent as we prepare for our Super Bowl Easter Sunday, right? I mean, the Chiefs already won, but we know... Jesus is winning big this year, so we are so excited about Easter Sunday here at Grace. If you have a friend you know, someone living at your house, someone living next door to you, the person you always see at the mailbox, the person you run on the treadmill with next to them at the gym at the Y, whoever it is, if you have that person on your mind, invite them to church this Easter with you at Grace. It is going to be a great season to be together as a church. So you're Holy Week schedule is on the back of your bulletin here. If you don't have a bulletin, uh, you can grab one at the back table with the ushers. I also want to point out we do have a wonderful Sunday morning Sunday school opportunity. Every Sunday at 9 a.m., we gather to go over the Bible Project. It is taught by Ron Ryan, who is a gifted teacher of the Bible. And they spend 45 minutes just pouring over how to read your Bible. And I promise you, even for those of you who say, well, I already know how to read my Bible, you will learn something, right, Ron? Yep, you will learn something. It's a great class. So come out at 9 a.m. next week and check out Ron's class. It's an awesome way to start your Sunday morning, and you learn tools on how to read your Bible. So that is a great class, and we appreciate you for teaching that. Uh, who had fun last Sunday? Our brunch, yeah? yeah, Valentine's brunch. It was a wonderful time, and I... I told my friend, I said, you have to come. We are going to have the best chilaquilas you have ever had. And my friend said, I don't know about that. Uh, they brought their family, and she left, and she said, those were the best chilaquilas I've ever had. So, yeah, they were so good. It was such a wonderful time of fellowship. It was so good to be together. And it was good to know that we are loved by God. Amen? Amen. Our last announcement is we have Connections Committee. If you want to be connected here at Grace... If you want to serve on committee here at Grace and you've never found a place that you fit in, if you want to host people at your house and wine and dine and have fun with others in the church, uh, sign up for the Connections Committee. Sue Bouchard is our elder running that committee. Good morning, Sue. She is responsible for the name tags, for the connection opportunities, for all this stuff going on. And if you would like to serve with her, uh, go talk with her after worship. And she would love to get you plugged in to all we're doing here at Grace. So welcome and let us continue to worship the Lord. Good morning, church family. Well, it's good to see you all. You're all smiling and happy, and this is wonderful. You know, before we start the worship this morning, I'd like to share something with you. This is uh, something that came up this week, and I just wanted to share. It's going to take just a minute, and many of you probably feel the same way. But um, when I, this week, what happened was earlier in the week, I saw a post on Facebook from Pastor Phil, Phil Sparkman. And it was really interesting. All of, his all of his posts are typically, they're inspirational, they're very, very nice and so forth, unless he gets off on some cars or something like that. But, <laughs> but anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's just one of those things. What made me realize uh, when I was looking at that post is how much I missed him. 
And honestly, every time I walk into this church on a Sunday morning, I look at his pew. I want to see if he's sitting over in the seat, and he hasn't been here for quite some time, as you know. But this morning, I was talking to his wife, and I said, so how's Phil doing? And she says, go over and ask him. He's here. Welcome back, Phil. Gosh, you know, I, I often call him brother, not because we're fellow Marines or anything like that. It's just that he is such an integral part of this church and this family. And that means every one of you, um, each and every one of you, are just that much important to this church and this family. So when you're not here, you're missed. Uh, we always look around to see if they're there. When the ladies up front uh, aren't here, we go, oh, yeah, they're, they're okay, you know. And typically they are, so it's nice to see everybody here. But I just kind of wanted to share that with you, and I just think it's important. Oh, it, yes, absolutely. Yeah, just... Just, it's just like I said, this is, this is a family. It's truly a, a family. So um, on the flip side of that, when we somebody hasn't been here for a long, long time, we miss them and we pray for them. But when they show up, they come back. It's really grateful to see them, like Bill and Carol Eldridge are now back in our church every Sunday, and it's wonderful to see them back as well. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So I just want you to know, I just wanted to share that with you. I just think that it's important that we all know that you're important here uh, you're all special, and we love you, and um, we pray for you always. So, thank you. I'd let, thanks for letting me do that. I just wanted to, I think that was important. So, let everything we do praise the Lord. Please stand if you're able, and as we do our responsive call to worship. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Lead the humble and teach them your way. Make me to know your ways, O for you are the God of my salvation. To you I will wait all the day long. Your paths are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep your decrees. Let us worship God. Pray with me now. Your paths are straight and true, O God, and they guide all who seek the way of salvation. By your mercy, you instruct your children how to pursue steadfast love and faithfulness. Upheld by your covenant and enlightened by your testimony, we live securely in your goodness and truth. Hear us as we lift our souls to, in praise to, to you, accept our glad adoration, and teach us your will. Amen. Amen. Please remain standing if you're able for this next couple of hymns of praise. Uh, this first one, you're worthy of my praise. Uh, it's got an echo going on. So you remember this one is, I will worship, I'll sing, and then you all echo it and say, I will worship. It'll be in parentheses on the verses. So that's your place. Um, be, be great time. All right. You I will praise you with 
trust you job.
Please be seated. We have all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Confident in God's grace, let us confess our sins before God and one another. Let us pray together. Have mercy upon us and hear our prayer, God. We have failed to live in the light of your covenant. You set your rainbow above us. Yet clouds a little darken our day. Distrust dwells within us. Fear, not hope, is our watchword. Your beloved bids us follow, but we are slow to obey. Without your grace, we are fruitless and inert. In mercy, renew us and bring us to life through Jesus Christ. Let us pause for a moment for our silent prayer of confession. The assurance of God's grace is declared in the name of Jesus Christ. We accept God's forgiveness, confident that in dying to sin, Christ raises us to new life. Believe the good news of the gospel in Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. To God. As God's forgiven people, let us turn to our neighbor, maybe turn to someone you haven't met before, and greet them with the peace of Christ by saying, may the peace of Christ be with you. May the peace of Christ be with each and every one of you.
Kids, it's time for the children's message. If you want to come on up, all the way up. We have Miss Arlene today. You say good morning to Miss Arlene Skipper. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, before we get the children's sermon started, we have a special birthday person we're going to sing to. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Zoe. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Zoe. Uh, to be six years old again and know what I know now. <laughs> well, today we're going to talk about God's covenant in the book of Genesis. Do you guys know what the word covenant means? It's a promise. So um, anytime I read the book of Genesis and I start from the beginning, I always, when I get to the part where Eve is at the tree and she's going to eat that apple because God said that everything was free and they could eat anything, but don't eat of that tree. It's like when your parents tell you, don't do something. And every time I see about her, she's going to take a bite of that apple, I go, don't eat the apple. And every time she does, the story never changes. But through that, sin came into the world. And do you remember the story of Noah and the ark? Remember, it rained, and it rained, and it rained, and only Noah's family was in the ark. And what was so sad is everybody around there died because they were disobedient. But God said he would never, ever destroy the earth again by flood. And you know how he gave us that promise? Anytime we look in the sky and it's raining and the sun's out, what do you see up in the sky? A rainbow, that's right. And every time I see that rainbow, that's God's promise, his covenant, that he will not destroy us and he will be with us all the time. And isn't that a beautiful promise that we can see up in the sky? So let's remember to always have Jesus in our heart to listen to him and to listen to our parents because there's always consequences. Even us adults, when we do something we're not supposed to do, we got consequences too. We don't get away with it, even though our mommies and daddies might not be here anymore. So let's pray and let's remember God's promises. Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much that you love us. 
that you keep your promises because it says in your word that you can never, ever lie and that we can trust you with everything, even our own lives. So help us to remember that, to know that you love us just the way we are and bless us today and especially these children and their teachers. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, kids, have fun at Sunday school. You all can say goodbye to the children as they go off to Sunday school. Parents, you collect them after worship. They're at their classroom. All right, kids. <laughs> well, in keeping with the children's message, our first scripture lesson today is from Genesis 9, uh, 8 through 17. Hear now the word of the Lord. Then God said to Noah, and to his sons with him. As for me, I'm establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, this is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. The waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. And when the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all the flesh that is on the earth. Please stand with me now, if you will, and let's sing holy, holy, holy. You may be seated. If you would pull out the Bible you brought with you, you can fire up your mobile phone app, or you can use a Bible on the pew rack and turn to 1 Peter 3, 18 through 22. 
Hear now the word of the Lord. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which also he went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison, who in former times did not obey, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is eight persons, were saved through water. And baptism, which this prefigured now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers made subject to him. The word of the Lord. Bow your heads and pray with me now. On this day, some of us enter into the sanctuary knowing what suffering is like. We have suffered through illness. We have suffered through heartbreak. We have suffered through hard times. And here we hear this word that Jesus knows our suffering. Today, as we hear your word proclaimed, let it enact in us something new. Let us be spurred to action. Let us be sent out, ready to serve you in new ways. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I remember being a young adult. Yeah, it's a memory now. So I, I remember being a young adult and buying furniture from Ikea. Maybe you've been there, right? Maybe you've done that. I think as you get older, you gain wisdom in that shopping category probably. But as a young adult, there was nothing better than going to Ikea. You would eat the meatballs, get the $1 ice cream, walk through that entire maze of a store. And if you ever make a wrong turn, you're in trouble. And then you pick out that new dresser. But I remember we found the dresser, we picked it out, and we brought it home. But uh, maybe you've gone down this path. Anyone been there? You bring home that new dresser from Ikea, and you open up the box, and what happens? Yeah, there are a million pieces. They're all flattened down somehow. You're like, how is a six-by-four dresser going to be built out of these two-by-two two little pieces of cardboard? But then you start to put it all together. And as you put it together, maybe the anger kicks in or the fear that you're never going to be able to get it all together. The parts don't seem to match up. You're missing the one important bolt. You over-tighten something and it just busts the dresser into pieces. Sometimes the instructions are for all of those Nordly dressers, it's not just for the one, it's for every size dresser. You're trying to figure out how your pieces match up. But even better yet, you get to the end of that build and your spouse or kid points out there's still a pile of extra parts. Yeah, everyone's kind of giggling along because I know you have been there, right, church? Yeah. Where, where does this part go? What, what do we do with it, right? But as we listen to today's scripture lesson, may, maybe you found yourself thinking that same thing. What, where does this go? What do we do with this? Spirits on earth, Noah, baptisms. What, what do we do now? But over, over the last few months, we've been on this journey that has been constantly reminding us that Jesus has power over all things. Jesus has power over all authorities. We're reminded that all authority, that all of those things that we don't quite understand, that Jesus has power all the, over all those things. Jesus has power over things we understand and things we don't understand. 
We acknowledge that there is suffering in the world. We acknowledge that there is some form of evil in the world that we don't understand, that there's broken systems, people holding power over others, and that there is just pain and suffering. And we are reminded that Jesus suffered in this same exact way. But thanks be to God, Jesus claims victory over all of these authorities. Jesus rules over heaven and earth. So today you have a sermon card inside of your bulletin. You can pull it out. Three points today. We're keeping it easy for those uh, rookies out there. So hopefully you can get all three of them. The first one, though, if you caught on, is Jesus rules over heaven and earth. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring glory to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he also made a proclamation to the spirits in prison. These things held power over people in the time of Noah. These things created chaos, evil in the time of Noah. And we are told here that these things that created chaos then will no longer have power over us. These things that when we turn on the news, we feel like they're gaining traction, don't we? We turn on the news and what do we see? More chaos, more evil, more hurt, more pain. So we feel like they're gaining traction. We feel like they're able to persecute, that they're able to hold some kind of power in this world. But guess what? These things do not have the final word, do they? No, they do not have the final word. This message gives us a great hope that nothing has power over us. Not a single thing. Nothing has power over us. God's promise then, that promise that God made to Noah, still saves today. That is still a word that we need to hear today. God's promise to Noah still saves today. Their text tells us who in the former times did not obey when God waited patiently in the days of Noah during the building of the ark in which a few, that is eight people, were saved. In the whole world, only eight people listened to God and those people were saved through water. Friends, it would have been easy for Noah and his family to go along with what was evil. It would have been easy for Noah and his family to be people who conform to the world. Noah could have chosen not to listen to God. Noah's family could have chosen not to get on the ark. But Noah made that life-giving choice to listen to God and to listen to God's commands. The world might look at you and laugh. The world might look at you and say, why are you building that ark? But do not be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Do not be ashamed in carrying forth the gospel message, right? Do not be ashamed of what you're doing today. God has called you to be different. God has called you to do something completely different than our culture calls us to do to save yourself from destruction. But it all starts with following God. It all starts by saying, yes, I believe that God's promises are for me and I will follow God. Because following God's way is the path to life. Following God's way is life-giving. Following God's way is the path to righteousness and the path to salvation. The world might look at you and laugh, right? But keep on building. Keep on pushing forward. Keep on building. Keep on reaching out to others and pulling them onto the boat with you. Trust in God's promises. Through baptism, we become alive in Christ. Through baptism, we become alive in Christ. 
and baptism, which this prefigured now saves you, not as a removal from dirt from your body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels and authorities and powers made subject to him. In our baptism, we don't only die to our old self, we don't only say goodbye to the old, but we become alive in the new things that Christ is doing in our lives. We become alive in Christ. We make this public statement that we are getting on that boat. We make this public statement that we are listening to God's command and we are going to keep on building. We make that public statement that we will be a part of what this community is doing here. Noah and his family followed God's instruction. They built an ark. They were spared from the evil of this world. They were different, set apart from all of those making wrong decisions around them. We face worldly problems, don't we? Who's ever faced a problem of this world? We face people who try to bring us down. We face problems that appear to be nothing less than evil. But guess what? We also have hope in the fact that we have Jesus Christ. Amen? So good. Jesus, the Messiah, has defeated the powers of this world, those powers that are responsible for all I mean, I get it. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Sometimes things just feel hard. Sometimes we're on that Lenten journey for real, right? Sometimes we really do feel like we're building the ark in our front yard and everyone's looking at us. But through our baptism, we share the Messiah's victory. This is our shared hope. This is our victory. Some of you might be here today saying, hey, everything's real good. Like, it's been a banner year. Don't know what to say. I I don't get suffering. I don't understand it. I don't get why others don't have what I do. But if we don't think this message of suffering is for us, if it doesn't make sense today, we still need to acknowledge that people are hurting. People are suffering. And you can pray for those who are hurting. You can pray for those who are suffering. Pray for the persecuted church. Pray for those who can't just show up on Sunday morning and worship freely. Pray for those living under oppressive dictatorships. And pray for those in war-torn countries. We can pray. Amen? We can pray for those who face persecution every day of their lives. And it's not just those outside of our country. It's those right here in Vista who might be held down. And we can pray for them to find freedom in Jesus Christ. But if I had to guess, if I had to guess, you know the feeling. If I had to guess, you know what it feels like to suffer. You know what it feels like to live in a broken world, to be clinging on to that boat to be clinging on to the hope we have in Jesus Christ. God says this, I establish my covenant with you. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by a flood. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. I establish, though, my covenant with you. How good is that to be God's covenant people to have that covenant with God. God says, hey, you know what? There might have been a flood, but build an ark. There will be a better way. There's going to be a better way, and that better way is in Jesus Christ. Trust me. Jesus rules over heaven and earth. Trust me. God's promise to Noah is our promise today. Trust me, through our baptism, we become alive 
in Christ Jesus. Stand firm. Keep the faith. Keep on building just as Noah did. God says, trust me. And we all respond, here I am, servant of the Lord. Amen. I always feel like we have these messages that are activating us to go out into the world. But when I'm here at Grace, do you know what I see? I see a church that is active in the world. I see a church that raises their hands and says, I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to give up my time, talent, and treasures and to go out and to do God's will. And for that, we are so thankful. We are blessed. Amen. We have a creator who has given us life and purpose. We have a redeemer who walks with us. We have a sustainer in the Holy Spirit who fills us with resurrection power. And it's in grateful response to all God has given us because we have been given that we give. So now let us bring our tithes and offerings. And as you leave today, you can leave them in the, in the back. For those online, you can hit the Donate Now button. There are a lot of different ways to give in 2024, but it's all out of the same response, and that is gratefulness for what God is doing in our lives. Let us pray. God of our hope and salvation, your covenant names us. Your grace sustains us. Your chosen one calls us, and our baptism sets us apart. We are people called to minister, equipped through your mercy, to perform deeds of compassion and love. Accept our offerings as tokens of our faithfulness. Enhance their effectiveness in accordance with your will. May all that we do be a clear sign of our willingness to respond to the call of Christ. Amen.
thank you, Grace Notes. The bell choir is always a highlight of mine. I love it. Thank you, Pat, for your ministry. Uh, through the oboe and the bells today, may I mention? Yes, it's been a big day for, for Pat. All right, I don't, I don't want to cry. I know, I, I started getting choked up before I prayed. Um, I know. Okay, I wanted to say, at Grace, over the last few months, we have just seen answered prayers, amen? Yeah, we have seen friends who have um, just had tough health diagnoses, had tough road just roads to recovery, walk back into the sanctuary, and that is such a wonderful thing, just to celebrate what God is doing and the health of others. We are aware that for every person that comes back in with a positive recovery plan, that someone else may not have that same reality. But we are so thankful for what God is doing in the life of our church. We are so thankful for what God is doing in the life of each and every one of you. And we believe that God hears our prayers and that those prayers will be answered. And I just love seeing the answered prayers here at Grace Presbyterian Church. It is so good. God is good. Let us now pray together the prayers of the people. God of the covenant, who turned waters from the cause of death to a source of life, we praise you for our baptism received in Christ's name. We give thanks that through him you saw fit set apart us for ministry. You gave us the rainbow as a sign of your covenant, an everlasting promise that you will never separate yourself from us. You have given your spirit to rest upon us and dwell within us so that we are empowered for a service. Truly in you we live and move and have our being. You are the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end of our existence. By you alone, we are sustained and upheld. Heavenly Father, continue to make your presence known as we face hard times in life. Help us to see in creation the signs of your care for us. Instill within us confidence to trust you, courage to face the powers that threaten us, and boldness to praise you despite all difficulty. Set your covenant rainbow above us as a sign of your faithfulness and beyond us as the beckoning light of your righteous love. When Christ bids us come, give us strength to forsake all earthly ties and to follow him. Help us to catch the vision of what you, have us, of what you would have us do. Give us signs of assurance that assist us to obey disturb our efforts when we are headstrong and, and, and ignorant. Help us be faithful to our baptism and open to leading to the leading of your spirit as fit recipients of your covenant. And grace sustain us as we respond. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us saying, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Please join me. Please stand now and join me in singing our closing hymn, And Can It Be?
Yeah, so good. You, you can say it. So good. Amen. What a song. Amazing love. At Grace, we don't just hear God's word preached. We go out into the community, and we do. The world might look at you and laugh, but keep on building. Keep on doing. Keep on trusting in God's promise for you. Friends, let your lives witness Christ's love. Let your words bring about reconciliation. Let your thoughts be of peace. Let your touch bring healing. Let your actions count for justice. Be a sign of hope and a beacon of joy. Go now and may God's blessings go with each and every one of you. Amen. Amen.